This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby is celebrating the Jewish New Year. She returns tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Three weeks from today, we Canadians will be going to vote in the federal election. And Zoomers vote. In fact, 95% of CARP members say they will cast a ballot in this federal election. And the federal party leaders know this. So they are also likely paying attention to the Zoomer primary at zoomervote.ca. Every Monday at this time during the campaign until Election Day, we're finding out how Zoomers are intending to vote. To reveal and discuss the results, our friends from Zoomer Magazine and CARP are here. Zoomer Magazine Senior Editor Peter Mugridge and Chief Policy Officer of CARP, A New Vision of Aging, Marissa Lennox. Welcome both. Thank you, Jane. Hi, Jane. Okay, Peter, give us the results. We've been waiting. <laughs> well, um, in in our last uh, meeting, um, the it was right after the blackface scandal and... The, um, the the results we felt were skewed a bit. It, it seemed to be an overemphasis on liberals sort of making up for, um, try, not, not trying to cover up for Trudeau, but just trying to sort of uh, repair his image. So mm-hmm. we, had a, we had a huge discrepancy in the vote uh, last time. The liberals were at 75% and the, and the conservatives were at 19%. So it, it was kind of, we, we were just going to write off last week as a, as a blip. And, and so this week um, we closed the polls on uh, Sunday and it's a much closer result. We have the conservatives at 32%, mm-hmm. the liberals leading at 34%, the greens up to 14%. That's a huge rise. And, mm-hmm. I, and I owe that a lot to the uh, climate strike, the NDP holding at 5% and the people's party 2% and undecided is up again at 11%. Okay, so this poll is much more reflective of other polls in I the think market. So. If, you, if you look at the national average, um, depending which poll you look at, uh, McLean's 338 poll it sort of is, is a composite poll, and they, they have the parties tied, 30, 34 for the Conservatives, 34 for the Liberals. So, so every week, do you, uh, do you erase everything from the week before and start over, or do you add to what was already well, there? Well, we're doing both. I mean, we're keeping a, a running vote. So uh, we have the, the liberals are winning the running vote, you know, running away. They're, they're, they're 43% to the conservatives, 33%. Because of last week's because blip. Because of the blip. Okay. Uh, but they, they've been holding the lead. To be fair, they've been holding the lead by 5% for most of the uh, our polling since it began in August. So uh, they... It's been a liberal 5% lead, 40 to 35, and it's now 43-33. Let me just maybe throw some numbers. I know we've been, there are a lot of statistics that your audience is listening to right now, but from CARP's perspective, in our recent survey, and again, there's surveys that are done all all across the country, but in our recent survey, 22% expressed that they were undecided 
about who they were going to be voting for. Now, that's much higher than the national average, which is which is pretty interesting. Twenty two percent. And they and they also told us that they're still trying to get to know uh, each of the candidates. Of course, they know Justin Trudeau, but um, each of the other candidates. So I think that's a really interesting number. Um, Mm -hmm. People assume that that seniors know who they're going to be voting for this election. Not necessarily the case when it comes to cart members. Well, here's an opportunity for us to do another poll here on Zoomer Radio uh, until the bottom of the hour. We'd like to hear from you how you're going to vote. Are you uh, hard and fast with your party, regardless of who the players are from election to election? Or do you sway back and forth? Uh, Are you undecided? As Marissa is suggesting, a lot of mature voters are taking more time this time. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Marissa, I received uh, an email this morning because I'm a CARP member uh, profiling climate change as one of the main issues. Um, Peter just alluded to how that provided a bump for Elizabeth May this past week. How important is this issue to Zoomer voters? In fact, in a recent survey, that same survey I just shared where 22% expressed that they were undecided, that same survey also uh, told us that climate change was a top issue for our membership heading into this election. In fact, it was number two behind health care. First was health care. Second was climate change. And third was uh, consistent access to drug coverage from coast to coast to coast. And I find that really interesting because people often say that the mature voter only votes on certain specific issues, seniors issues. So, you know, Justin Trudeau came out last week with suggesting that he would be, uh, uh, increase OAS by 10 percent and increase Mm -hmm. the CPP survivor... Uh, CPP survivor benefit by 25%. And that's good. And, and, and Zoomers care about that. Seniors care about that. But they also care about issues like climate change. Um, so that's something that we uh, have found out certainly in our surveying. And, and that's why we're going to you today as well. We want to know how important is the climate change issue to you? I found it interesting when, um, on my CARP email this morning, it said, it says on Friday, hundreds of thousands of Canadians inspired by a movement started by young Swedish activist Greta Thunberg skipped school and work and took part in the climate strike to protest government inaction on climate change. All four leading federal parties have made environmental commitments if elected and and then there's an opportunity, mm-hmm. Peter, to view the platforms. And when you click on the link, it goes to the zoomervote.ca. So if this is the number two issue for you, the, the 55 or 45 plus voter, what are the leaders saying about it? Well, um, Trudeau is, is catching some flack for his um, pipeline expansion. He, he's, uh, he's offering a credible environmental package, but he's also got this pipeline albatross hanging around him, which infuriates uh, the Greens and not and the Green the Party. And the NDP, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it infuriates environmentalists. So he, he's uh, he's speaking a little bit both sides of his mouth. Uh, he needs the revenue from the pipeline, but um, the environmentalists are saying, how can you be, how can you have a credible environmental platform if you're also going to expand pipelines? The Greens obviously offer the most robust package, and the NDP come in second. The Conservative package is much more incentive-laden to you know reward companies to clean up their act instead of taxing them. 
and um, I, I think any any sort of uh, analyst will say it's it's the least um, you know it it will have the least results in in cutting carbon emissions. I'm wondering, you know, on Friday, how many Zoomers, Canadian Zoomers, were out there thinking, yes, this is a youth movement, but I can really identify because of the protests back in the 60s -hmm. and the 70s. Protests resonate with Zoomer Canadians because they invented it, Marissa. You're you're absolutely right. And we also know that the mature audience, the senior audience, care about what will be left for their children and grandchildren. They care a lot about uh, the people that they love mm-hmm. the most. So I think that's a real concern for them, especially heading into this yeah. election. And it's obviously being profiled by all of the federal yeah. leading national parties. And Shear's catching flack for skipping the, the marches. Yes. Yeah. How important was that, do well, you think? Well, you know, um, these marches have become so politicized, you know, like um, he, did, he, he also skipped the pride marches. So, um, you know, uh, and all the other leaders showed up at them. So, you know, they're all saying he's not serious about um, gay issues. He's not serious about environmental issues. But, um, you know, a parade's a parade. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Trudeau doesn't go to the Santa Claus parade, but does that mean he doesn't believe in Santa Claus? So, you know, he he may, he may have uh, made a mistake with younger voters. I don't think he's too worried about those younger voters because they wouldn't vote conservative anyway. So, he made a strategic choice. Whether it hurts him in the end, we'll see. But I don't think he was going to get those younger voters anyway. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about the Zoomer vote. We're talking about your vote. Have you decided on who you're going to vote for? A lot of people uh, I'm hearing don't like any of the party leaders, mm-hmm. but they say, well, but I like my, the representative or the incumbent in my riding. And that's where my vote goes. That's the person whose name yeah. I, I put in X beside. So that's who I'm going to vote for. It seems to make people feel better if they don't like the leader, but they like their local right. candidate. Yeah. H- how much do you think that plays into Well, that's it? a good point, Jane, because it, it makes it very difficult to measure what, you know, it, you know, we can have a popular vote measure but we don't know how they're going to vote in their riding. So it, it, it throws any kind of results up in the air. And, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting come election time. I mean, that's where we'll learn whether people are sticking with their, their incumbent or, or whether, you know, the leaders had any sway on, on, on local uh, uh, results. And I can honestly say in my own riding, I haven't had a single one of the candidates knock on my door. No, it's been quiet. Hasn't it's it? been yeah. quiet. You I'm wondering what? if Same it's a me. lack of resources. Yes. I'm not sure. There's still but three they, weeks, but yeah. it's there's still three weeks. But with 22 percent of cart members undecided, I'm wondering how they're reaching out. It's interesting to get to know yeah. who's in there, who are the, who are their constituents, yeah. right? And I know in my riding, in particular in Etobicoke Center, it is it is a very competitive race between. Yvonne Baker for the Liberals and Ted Opitz for the Conservatives. Uh, and it is, you know, now that you mention it, I'm thinking I haven't had any Nothing. literature come to my door. <laughs> Maybe something from Ted Opitz's people, but it was before the election right? was called, yeah. not recently. And I, I've seen a marked lack of signs, too. I, I don't know if it's still early, too early for the sign teams to get out, but I, I've seen very few signs, you know, uh, for supporting the local candidates. I, you know, it seems to be you know, this is all, we're all talking about the national leaders, but locally the campaigns just haven't got underway yet. All right. I want to get to the phones here. Let's go to Barry in North York. Barry, what are you thinking with three weeks to go? 
Hello. First of all, I just want to say, I just talked to Jeremy. Seems like a pretty nice guy. Oh, Jeremy. Yes, he is a nice guy. He's filling yeah. producer today. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say is that I was at the, uh, the climate strike on Friday and I was overwhelmed and just by joy and hope that there is hope for the environment. But as I was chanting, um, contact your MP and tell them what you need after this election is over, no matter who gets in. Contact your MP and tell them we want action and we want it now because otherwise they'll do pretty well kind of what they've been doing. But we need to let them know we need action now. We've got to do something about the environment. Otherwise, no matter what happens, we are going to be in a heck of a lot of trouble. Barry, you sound really engaged uh, with that issue. How did taking part in the climate strike make you feel? How how much more resolved are you that this really needs to be a priority issue? I've always been really um, strong in the environment. And my friend and I went and said, we feel, feel really good about this. I said, it's true. But I said to her, I said, whether we went or not, it's still... It doesn't really make a heck of a lot of difference, but it made us feel that we were part of it, and we felt really strong. As a matter of fact, she was emotional. She had tears in her eyes, and I thought, I thought, my gosh, Barry, you're, you're, you got tears in your eyes because you see so many people. Come on. She says, no, no. She says, I'm emotional, too. She says, this is, it's because you're full of, of joy and hope that, that something is going to be done, and the number of people that showed up, I don't know, mm. we, we guessed it about half a million. I've never seen so many people involved in an issue, and it's just so great. Right. But we got to continue the momentum by doing that. Not And she said, well, I said, um, most people probably don't know who their MP is. She says, oh, I don't know about that. I said, yeah, do a survey. You'll probably find out, you know, who their MP is and, 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 and how to get in contact with them. Oh, Barry, Peter has a um, question for you. Barry, did you uh, notice a, a large turnout of older people at the, at the uh, Toronto rally? Actually, there was, uh, I figured just it was all, all a lot of students, but there were um, all sorts of ages from mm-hmm. two and three year olds. There was one family that was teaching their children the right thing. And it was, there were a lot of young people, but there were older people there too. And a guy was holding a sign. He says, I'm 62, so I know <laughs> the climate is warming up. <laughs> yeah, people people who've been around a while know that the climate is different. It, it's, it's certainly much more unsettled, if not warmer, uh, than right. it used to be. Yeah. And there was a funny sign. The funniest sign I've ever saw, this girl, she had a sign that said, I've seen better cabinets at Ikea. Uh, <laughs> Marissa? You know, and, and you're, you are reinforcing my point there, Barry, that seniors care more about issues other than, you know, those senior specific issues that affect their pocketbook. Um, and right. I also just wanted to mention to your point about, you know, post election contact your MP. This is incredibly important because we can't lose sight of the fact that these are public servants. They work for us, not the other way around. Don't be afraid to contact them and tell them what you want. You elect exactly. them. They work I for have you. I found, though, when I contact me, if one person contacts the MPP, the MP, sometimes they don't call you back. But I'm, that, that's why I'm saying this publicly, because if we all do it, yeah. then they'll have to do it. If not for any other reason, they say, I don't want to hear another phone ring. And Barry, we're all wondering this uh, same question. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, which party are you voting for? Yes. <laughs> Well, I, I, green? I don't know. I don't know. We need to, because there are so many environmental platforms out there. It's not as identifiable as it once was. Can you tell us? 
definitely the Green Party. The Green and, Party. Um, uh, people say, well, it's just a one-no-Charlie kind of thing. No, look at her platform. It's quite interesting. And, and she has a very good social kind of platform, too. So well, she certainly um, made inroads from the 2015 election, no doubt about right. it. Yes, and my and my brother says, well, you know, it's a wasted vote. A wasted vote if you read Green Party because they're not going to get in. And, and Elizabeth May even was asked that, and she said, no, I know I'm not going to get in. But the more votes they have, the more clout yeah. that the Green Party has, especially if it's a minority government, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she will always be able to bring that up in Parliament. The yeah. fact that, uh, you know, whatever it ends up being, 10 percent of Canadians support the Green right. Party's efforts and, and we, philosophy. And we see this every election. We see people that um, vote based on their own personal morals and issues that they care about. And then there are those that vote strategically based mm-hmm. on, you know, I don't want this person to get in. So who am I? Who should I therefore vote for? And both, neither is wrong. <laughs> right. Barry, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate thank you for it. Thank taking my call. Let's go to Mary in Great Toronto. Day. Mary, uh, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Uh, how are you feeling about the election three weeks out? Everyone's uh, on, on this climate change uh, bandwagon, and they're, it's totally a farce. And I'll tell you why. They need climate change and global warning to form the one world government. That's what it's all about. And uh, recently, 800 scientists have signed a, signed a document saying there is no climate change emergency. And then they go on to say that there have been dozens of failed climate predictions over the past 80 years. You know, it's insane. And people are being brainwashed to death about this. And Mr. Trudeau is not working for us. He's working for the one world government, just like his father was. All right. I uh, thank you for your opinion, Mary. Uh, I, I think the overwhelming majority of scientists say that there is climate change. And it, it's not a matter of believing in climate change. You you either you either buy into the fact that there has been climate change, but there's no believing in it. it like you brought up Santa Claus. Climate right. change is not Santa right. Claus. Right. Marissa. Sure. I think that there can be a debate about how we addressed the issue mm-hmm. um, and what the what the appropriate policy is around right. how to combat it. Um, I was I would have been curious to know from that one caller, though, what issues she cared about, what she was voting for this election, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not just this election isn't just about climate change. There are a lot of issues that that impact Canadians all across the country, um, access to drug coverage, um, you know, uh, access to the to the best and most advanced tra- cancer treatments, ensuring um, that caregivers have enough support. So, um, again, w- uh, climate change is one issue that that is critically important to a lot of Canadians, but it's not the only issue. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're in conversation here, and it's Jane for Libby today, in conversation with the Chief Policy Officer of CARP, A New Vision of Aging, Marissa Lennox, and Zoomer Magazine Senior Editor Peter Mugrich. Uh, we, If you just missed the top of the show, Peter was bringing us the results of the latest Zoomer primary poll, uh, at zoomervote.ca. Check it out regularly. At the moment, over this last week, the conservatives uh, and liberals are pretty much in a statistical tie. Mm-hmm. 34 for the liberals, 32 for the conservatives, 14 for the greens. That was the biggest change. There was uh, They had 
an increase in their percentage, NDP at 5%, the People's Party 2%, and undecided at 11%. So we'd like to know from you, does that reflect how you're voting three weeks out, or are you still undecided? Marissa brought up the point that 22% of CARP members are still deciding. Let's go to Jim in Toronto. Jim, what do you say on this? Yeah, hello. Uh, hi, Libby. Or, sorry, Jane, how are you? I'm oh, fine, thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. I apologize. No worries. Yeah, uh, no, I just want to say, okay, religion and politics are man-made. Okay, men, human beings make mistakes, but with politics, it doesn't seem right to me. I voted three times in my life when I'm 61 years old. And I, I've never been able to find an issue or a platform that I actually can believe in. It just seems that everybody that is out there are just in there for their own benefit. That's how I look at things. You've all in in your sixty. What? So you've been eligible to vote since you were eighteen, yes, and I you've only voted three times. Yes, ma'am. Federally, provincially, pr- municipally. Uh, federally. Federally, okay. And and so, what drove you those three times to vote? Uh, well, the first time I was eighteen, and I, Mr. Trudeau of Pierre was what became prime minister. I said. I like I was a little younger then, and I I listened to the issues and such. And he seemed the fairest person to vote for then. And since that time up until now, basically, I don't see anybody that I honestly could see as trusting. So you're not convinced that his son is the way to go one more time? Well, not necessarily. But uh, the Green Party is looking good to me now. Okay. Oh, so you may vote this time. I am going to vote again. Um, Marissa, <laughs> Peter, do you have any questions for Jim before I say goodbye to him? I hope you do vote. Yes, I am. I will. I am going to. It's an important but part I, of the democratic process that that you know we often take for granted here, but there are a lot of countries that aren't afforded that same luxury. It, it, it's Jack all we've Lee, got. I'm, I'm, and, I met Jack Layton a couple of times. He was a very nice man, mm-hmm. and the NDP was looking good to me then, and mm-hmm. passed away. And I'll, I'll just keep my eyes and ears open. That's best I can do. Yeah, and the and the beauty of democracy is. You can vote him out in, in next election. In next you know? election. That's right. Well, yeah, whereas if it's... Oh, okay. Okay, Take thanks, care. Jim. Thanks for calling in. Let's go okay. to Bill in Toronto. Bill, uh, let me just get rid of Jim, first of all. Bill, are you there? Hi, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Um, I just noticed when the guy phoned in was uh, like pro-climate uh, change, everybody was very happy and smiling, whatever. When the woman phoned in, you just thanked her for her opinion, kind of dismissed her. And you stated that the overwhelming, the vast majority of science is settled um, with regards to climate change. Can you tell me where you get that from? Is it just rhetoric you hear on shows like yours? Or is there actually a peer-reviewed study that you can 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 give me? Well, I think if you consult the United Nations and the World Health Organization and uh, internationally esteemed organizations like that, you will see that that, no, uh, uh, in fact, is, is the conclusion. Can you give me a study where actual climatologists, they did a survey, okay, in Australia, mm-hmm. and they surveyed 11,000 uh, uh, scientists. Out of those scientists, they narrowed it down to 87. They picked 84 uh, that actually came up and said that agreed that global warming was uh, caused by man, and 3%. So out of they took 87 out of 11,000 to make that opinion, and everybody states it, and you just went and did it again. Show me, a, a, and that study has been proven to be bogus. So you show me peer-reviewed science 
that su- supports that. It doesn't exist. Well, I think maybe we need to do before uh, election day, we need to do an actual climate change show and get some experts on to talk about it, because certainly well, I don't profess to be an expert. You actually have your facts straight. If you're going to go out and inform the public, where is the science you're basing it on? You're basing it on the UN's rhetoric, this rhetoric, and somebody's going to listen to you and hear that today, and they're going to go inform everybody in the coffee room, and it's all rhetoric. Well, I think it's important, Bill. I appreciate your skepticism, and um, I appreciate... No, where is the science? If you're going to state something, at least be able to back it up, please. Well, I appreciate your call, and certainly uh, everybody has an opportunity to uh, information... It's at our fingertips on Google uh, to go and research the issue. Uh, if you're really interested in it and you really want to have uh, an informed opinion about it, that's the best way to go. And, and certainly it does take effort. Um, but it is, Marissa, like you said, it is the number two issue. So people do feel concerned about it. They the, Even the most conservative of politicians, uh, advocates will say there is a climate change issue. Climate has changed since we were all little. Um, so you don't even really need a scientist to say that it's happened because we see it happening. Um, but like you said, Marissa, there, um, it, what do we do with that information? How do we form policy? And, and, and I think that there's a, also a debate to be had about whether, you know, whether or not Canada can even Based on its um, um, the the amount that it emits can even impact global right. climate. Um, but I don't profess to be an expert on this issue. I'm but a conduit for our members, and our members tell us clearly climate change is the number two issue heading into this election. Peter, uh, you know I I'm no expert either. But but when you see the conservatives come up with a like a thoughtful plan, then there must be something there. Well, what I did want to say, um, and Bill would probably like this, um, you you wonder how much of Justin Trudeau's uh, inclination to make positive change is based on reality and based on science and how much of it is based on image. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that he was with Greta Thunberg in Montreal on Friday, I mean, Mm -hmm. he hit the jackpot, right? He he hit the optics jackpot Mm -hmm. on Friday. But you do, you are left wondering, is there an, is there substance to this? Well, I mean, the, the, the funny thing about those protests were they, they were protesting government inaction on climate change. So while, while Trudeau scored a huge uh, photo op, um, you know, they were out there protesting the liberal, the liberals record on, on climate change, you know, so, so, you know, he, he kind of had it both ways again, but, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a very complicated issue. It's, it's a very divisive issue. But every party is addressing it, so there must be something there. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Phones are ringing off the hook. (laughs) Uh, Our intention was to change topics a little sooner than this, but let's keep talking about the election and the Zoomer vote. Bob in Hamilton, go ahead. Bob, hi, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Go ahead. You don't have him there? Okay, let's move along to Mary Ann in Owen Sound. Mary Ann, hi, you're on Zoomer Radio. Go ahead. Good. How are you today? Just fine. Um, I'm curious, is Canada the only one that's worried about these issues, like uh, the plastic straws or the the climate change? Um, 
Or are other countries uh, having their same thing? Are they doing the same thing? I can understand if, if uh, you know, Canada pulls out, the state comes up, and they follow suit where we have uh, plastic straws instead of, you know, or, or whatever mm-hmm. for the environment and, and the climate change. I mean, so people in these third world countries, are they doing their part? You know, the over over in Europe, are they doing their part, or is all the onus set upon Canadians and the like, Western are we the only world? Ones worried right. about all these things that are going on. Well, Marianne, I, I, we're curious to know how are you feeling about it. How are you going to vote? <clears throat> well, uh, I'm still a little bit undecided. I I really like to go with the Green Party because of the fact that you know they they ha- they stand for you know good climate change. Because I know myself, I'm I'm a lot older. Too, but and I've seen the difference in change. Whereas when I was a kid living in Toronto, I had a massive snow 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 pile in front of my house. Right. But now you guys barely get anything, right? <laughs> and same with Newton Sound. Like when I bought my house up there 25 years ago, we had so much snow. Now we hardly get, you know, like maybe two three or four times a year. And and so yeah, there's climate change, and I'm really worried about it. But is it just Canada that's worried about it? No, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do it, either of my guests want to weigh in, like Peter? The, the three <laughs> biggest carbon-emitting countries, India, U.S., and China, aren't doing anything about it. So Canada only emits 2% of the world's uh, carbon, and we're <laughs> we're trying to do a lot about it. But, you know, the efforts are, are meaningless if, if the big uh, polluters aren't going to act. All right. Well, a couple more calls here, and then we're going to talk about uh, the flag raising, the China flag raising at Nathan Phillips Square today, which was boycotted by Mayor Tory. I'm curious to know your opinion about that. And we'll also be checking in with Chuck Kwan, who's a China-Canada expert. Let's go to Brian and Mimico. Brian, what are you thinking about in terms of uh, the vote for three weeks from today? I'm just trying to get Brian here. Go ahead. Uh, first off, let's raise the Chinese flag to half mast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, climate change to me is an important thing, not because I think it's man made. Oh, we just lost him there. Oh, I was curious. Yeah, I know. I I wanted to hear the rest of it, too. Uh, We will wrap the segment now. Uh, Next Monday will be two weeks from the federal election, and we will be getting our ZoomerVote.ca results then as well. But I guess uh, now to drive people to ZoomerVote.ca, Peter, what is the incentive to to recording your intentions? Well, you know, we we just like to gauge where older voters are at, you know, um, not only on the issues, but also on the leaders. we run weekly polls to on on new developments so we can you know see where they're standing and and it just gives us a, a general overall picture of of where our demographic is on on election 2019 and i would say from car's perspective just as sort of a closing statement tomorrow's national seniors day yes. and this is an important opportunity for us to renew our calls in this election period for a national senior strategy one that really reflects the diversity of our audience because we know that people are living longer and the seniors audience is the senior demographic is growing. Um, and there are a lot of issues that seniors care about. So we've been calling for a national senior strategy and we'd like to see, uh, each of the parties, uh, include that. In and the just before I let you go, Marissa, just in terms of that national senior strategy, what do CARP members want to see in that, that they haven't heard yet from the leaders? 
for example, just one of the issues that CARP has long advocated for is, is increased supports for caregivers. Uh, we know that there are a million people over the age of 65 that are providing unpaid care for a loved one. They do not have enough supports. Those supports that exist are woefully inadequate. They're hard to get. It's a complicated mess. And we think that each one of the parties should address that issue in this election. All right. I thank you both, Marissa Lennox of CARP and Peter Mugridge. Zoomer Magazine Thanks Senior Editor. Thanks, we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.